Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Chosen to save American radio from its horrible future. He didn't invent radio. He just perfected it. Tony Bruno Show with Harry Nade. Parental discretion is advised. The godfather of sports radio. It is a final. Here is Tony Bruno. Tony Bruno. Hello again, everybody. Did you take your temperature today? Welcome to Philadelphia, the epicenter of the Rona outbreak, Harry. <laughs> Did you wear your hazmat suit into these wine cellar studios on this Monday, Harry? Uh, no, I did not. I don't own a hazmat suit, Tony. I believe they'll be the new uh, Major League Baseball issued hazmat suits if they're going to continue play. Phillies and your Miami Marlins postponed. The Marlins were supposed to go back to Miami, Harry to play the Baltimore Orioles. The Yankees were supposed to be in Philly to play the Phillies tonight, mm-hmm. who lost 2-3 from the Marlins. <laughs> but the big story is two cancellations, only three games into the baseball season. And we have, for the first time since 1954, what's interesting to note here, ladies and gentlemen, three games into the baseball season, and there is not one team that is undefeated. Do you realize that? Wow. Yeah. Every team has at least one loss. Coincidence? I think not. But anyway, so it's a big story, and we're going to talk about it today. And I have questions. And then when we get answers, then we question the answers. Because this is a show that's science-based, Harry. And let's be honest. I wonder what happened. Don't you want – I'm sta- I'm down here yesterday because we've been locked in. Robin and I haven't gone anywhere except the 4th of July where I laid at poolside for one day this stinking summer. Well, I did – we did tra- – or I traversed the Ikea jungle Yeah, Robin yesterday. went to Ikea. I went supermarket shopping. That's what we do wow. on our weekends. So you exciting. are living life, I know. Man. I mean, yeah. it's just an unbelievable life. I'll tell you life. what. We've got to give you a bump-bump Give myself I mean, one of those. Jesus. <laughs> it's a disgrace. But it's not, not about me. It's not about me, Harry. It's about the people out there. I wear my mask. I walk to the post office. I wore my mask. I'm doing my part. But how does a major league baseball team – Come to Philadelphia from Atlanta, and then, obviously, they're so sick, Harry. Mm. The 14 people in the Marlins organization were so sick that they took a vote in the clubhouse before the game on Sunday and decided, hey, we feel all right. Let's go out and club the Phillies in their own ballpark. Let's go. (laughs) Their coronavirus is so deadly that they fell behind 4-0 to the Phillies 
and then proceeded to drop 11 runs on this team in their own building with a bunch of cardboard people watching. Yeah, like seven extra base hits. I mean, it was... A couple of them were home runs. So if that's what happens when you get the Rona, sign me yeah, up. exactly. <laughs> give me a bat, give me a glove. Who knew that COVID-19 was a performance-enhancing exactly. situation? It's unbelievable. <laughs> and what's interesting to note here, as Vince Scully would say during a Dodger game, is that they actually met the Marlins, according to the reports, they actually met before the game, and their all-star Philly owner, Rojas, that kid was phenomenal. Yeah, he is great. He said, hey, what the hell, let's play. Yeah, let's, let's, let's play two. Play. What the hell? Let's play two. And Ernie Banks then called in and said, yeah, play three. How do you think they voted <laughs> on whether to play or not? Was it like a Survivor Series format? It's a good question. I think they put up a poll. Right. Did they, yeah. just put it on the yeah, poll? They put up a Twitter poll, I think, is what hey, they did. Hey, Derek Jeter, put it on the poll. Yeah. Derek Jeter's sitting in Miami <laughs> yeah. saying, what the hell? Wait a minute. We just beat the Phillies two out of three. We just fell behind four nothing and then clubbed every single pitcher they threw out there. And now we're going to have to be shut down in Philadelphia. Wow. I hope they're not going out. Because Jim Kenny, man, I'll tell you what, he'll shut them down. Oh yeah. And then Tom Wolf, Tom the Wolf governor, will come in. he'll break into the he'll break into their hotel rooms, <laughs> and make sure that they are quarantined in Philadelphia for the rest of this miserable summer. Now, obviously, <laughs> considering that now it's up to I believe 14 of them, they must not have any symptoms. They must be just fine, no fever, no nothing. Right. Two of them are coaches, apparently, out yes. of the 14. Okay. Yeah. Now that is not always the case. I mean, this is well. They have a prac. They have a taxi squad, right? So, so when people are talking about what happens next, if those players have symptoms and they can yeah. then get those players, separate them. They tested all the Phillies today. They're already quarantining those Marlins players in Philadelphia. I know they're they still are. here. I'm and so, so the Phillies all were tested today. The entire organization. Yeah. And guess where they took the results to get tested? Uh, to Rutgers University. Rutgers University, one of the most corrupt schools in America, where our own couch guy. Conlon Farrell sitting with a Rutgers hat on today. Well, I'm like, we've got all these good hospitals in Philadelphia. Why do they got to take them? Take an it hour to Rutgers. The, the we, you're right. Go right, right to Center City, like a ten mile, a mile, two miles away. We have a million hospitals. Uh, well, but but Rutgers is partnering with that that organization that has the special high speed test. High speed. It takes like a day and a half. But is it that was high like the speed? Most, the well, night that sports shut down, yeah. there were two guys for the Utah Jazz in Salt Lake City who got instantly tested. Exactly. The very night and got the results back instantly in Utah. We can't get results back in Philadelphia. I don't understand until any of the this, next Tony. day. What the hell is going on out there, Harry Mace? I just don't understand. I'm that. looking for answers. That's Me all. Too. Colin, weren't you saying, though, that there was another player that had a fever, right? The, not on the Marlins, but who was it that you were just talking about? Today? No, that, that they mentioned that he had a that fever. That was the Juan Atlanta Braves. Soto yeah. or whatever. Yeah, had, yeah. Had, Juan, Juan he Soto tested from positive for it, but now he's positive. okay. Yes. Yes. No, they're all in the protocol, but now. And again, I'm not is... trying to downplay this, but the, what the insanity that's going on in the media and the world. And the problem is this. Players are going to go out. Players, when they go to cities, and that's why, and again, people are knocking the ball. See, the NBA and, the, and, and hockey got it right. Well, we, we hope so. But the problem with baseball is these guys are traveling, mm -hmm. and they're staying in hotels. They're not even going to strip clubs like Lou Williams, Lou Williams. and they're getting the Rona. Where the hell are they getting the Rona? Now, can't be bashing Lou Williams. He was just there to get food to him. I know, hey, man. Hey. Some of the best wings in the country Ex come from that place. Exactly. Magic City the, Wings, I bro. actually tweeted to Magic City, and yeah. they retweeted me over the weekend. Oh, yeah? I got a free steak dinner coming on. Next time we go to Atlanta. <laughs> nice.
The riot's on me. Uh, I used to eat at the Vita uh, House in Raleigh once a week. The filet there was phenomenal. Filet, baked potatoes, oh, steamed broccoli. Man. Now that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Incredible. <laughs> we are just getting started. we got a great show today, Harry. I'm going to let the audience make the final determination. You know who's going to join us this hour? One of my favorite players, but one of the most hated guys in Phillies baseball history, Harry. The great Joe Carter. One of the great players to ever play this game. The guy was an athlete in every sport growing up in Kansas. Did you know that, Harry? I uh, did not. Went to Wichita State, Cubs first-round pick. Obviously played for a couple teams. And then back-to-back World Series championships with your Toronto Blue Jays. The team without a home. The team that won't be able to play their first game in Buffalo until August 11th, Harry. Did you know that? Mm. Yeah, they're not going to be able to play up there. So they're continuing their Road Warrior stuff. Joe Carter will join us. Carl Ravitch from ESPN will join us also today. And later on, we'll get into some football because training camp's open this week, Harry. And now people are wondering, the NFL, just like baseball, the players will go home at night, and they're going to travel if there's a season. Yep. Right? Yep. And so the players, they were asking here in Philly, all the, all the coaches are being asked about, are you, are you happy now? with the procedures, and Carl Peterson, Carl Peterson, Doug Peterson here, Carl Peterson, the former Eagles GM, and, of course, Kansas City Chief GM, you know his story. But Doug Peterson said he's confident. He's confident. He feels safe because of the protocols that the NBA, that the NFL bubble at the complex. But the bubble is fine when you're at home. These players are going to go home at night. And that's the concern, and they're going to test them supposedly every day. Right, if there's a lot less travel involved in the NFL season than it is the baseball season. Correct, but the players and the staffs, they may be in the bubble during the day, Mm -hmm. but when they go home at night, you know, you don't know where they're going. Are they going to have a curfew? Is somebody going to check them? Are they going to have cameras in their bedrooms? Maybe they'll wear these, uh, like, bracelets where they can monitor where they go. That's a good question. You know who has that? The Denver Broncos have that. Did you see that? That's no, a story we're going to get to right? later on. Yes. What I want to know is with this baseball situation, how is there not a protocol already in place where if you have multiple players testing positive on a team, that team can't play that day? Exactly. Like, I just don't exactly. understand how they just decide, hey, let's take a vote, guys. And you know you what feel this, like playing? This goes, yeah, 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 let's go out there. Come on. Let's go, the team. Yeah, exactly. This doesn't make any sense. <laughs> play like a champion today. Yeah, right. I slapped the uh, stinking clubhouse window. They Let's were, go out there, boys. Play there was, like COVID today. There were 11 of them sick, and they went out there and, and they clubbed, still they clubbed the, the Phillies around, around for it nine innings. It doesn't mean that they were sick. They tested positive. Well, yeah. They but used that think, word sick, though. Yeah, yes. Looking yeah. at the media in this yeah. country, oh, my God, we got sick players. Mm-hmm. We got sick players dropping 11 runs on the stinking Phillies, a team that everybody's picking to win the National League East. <laughs> That's how sick they are. <laughs> I got a fever. Do I have to shut down the show? And have everybody set in quarantine? If I'm Vince Velasquez, I might want to go get COVID, okay? <laughs> Maybe the cutter will, will break better when, with the COVID. Jeez. They should have all gone into the clubhouse for the, with the stinking Miami Marlins. They, they can't beat this team when they're healthy. Yeah. And they can't even beat this team when the Marlins are sick. They, they lost 10 of 19 to them last year, I, I know. believe. Jesus. Anyway, I, Joe Carter's I mean, This means that they probably – they didn't even necessarily have fevers, right? Because they're all getting their temperatures checked. Yes. Yeah. Yes, they are. That's the problem. And this goes back to Rob Manfred. Remember, we've been ripping baseball from Jump Street from the time that they had to stop their spring training when everything shut down in March, Harry. Mm-hmm. Baseball was dragging their feet. They were dragging their feet with the negotiations. It was aired publicly. 
day after day, month after month, right? Mm-hmm. And then they finally said, hey, okay, go, let's, let's lick the games. Let's go out. Come on, boys. Get out there. And then they put together this ragamuffin thing with the stupid cardboard fans in the stands, and nobody's supposed to touch each other. And meanwhile, players in the bullpen are sitting right next to each other with no masks on. Fox had digital fans on Saturday afternoon. I was watching the Cubs and the Brewers. Did you see that? And there'd be certain cameras. Yes. When, when somebody would get a hit. In the outfield, in they the showed outfield, the fans. They'd show fans in the stands. Like it was all like a cartoon. It was crazy. And then they'd go flash to the next pitch, and the stands are empty. Exactly. I was really tripping, bizarre. man. I, I thought know. I was low. Oh, you know, I was watching that game. You yeah. know what happened after our big tequila fest on well, Friday, yeah. <laughs> which is now a rave, all the rave oh on YouTube. Oh, my yeah. God. If you were not watching on Twitch... Uh, you did. You missed out because you got 45 minutes of extra programming. Forget, yeah, after forget we about extra off innings. Everything yeah. else. We didn't start a man we didn't on start second on base. Second base exactly either. right. We came right out, and this is after the show. This wasn't even on the air. This was no. on our Twitch stream. So instead of shutting the Twitch stream down after the show on Friday, we gave everybody on Twitch a vote: Should we stay on? Should we stay live? And they were like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. just like the Marlins. And then the Marlins had it. Pl- <laughs> they had it in the clubhouse, and they went out and beat the Phillies Friday night. <laughs> After listening to that show, Harry. Well, let's just say and, it I, I want to say, we have to get a a, like this. You're drunk, okay? You're drunk. <laughs> <laughs> we must have a viewer at discretion. Is, is there a, on, on YouTube? NSFW or NSFW, whatever? NSFW, yeah. yes. There is a lot of profanity. I don't yes. normally use just profanity. That's not your style. It's not profanity. my style to use excessive profanity. But we were having some cocktails, and then right. we were recording stuff for uh, the – the uh, network formerly known as SB Nation, which as of today is Sports Map Radio, Harry. Correct. And we do that every day well, after yeah, the show. Yeah, we record yeah. stuff with a late show. But Friday And so was on special. Friday night, it was a little loosey-goosey in here, Harry. A little bit. And we just let it go. So we, can, showed, we pulled back the curtain, Harry. So you can get that on YouTube. Yes, is that you right? Can. That is. That's the Tony that Bruno correct. show on YouTube. Correct. All right. Parental discretion advised. So you if you've got young kids playing Fortnite at home today mm-hmm. who don't go to school this fall either, maybe you want, if they want to hear a lot of bad words... You can check it out. You can only get it live <laughs> on Twitch, um, but if you but if there's something extra special, we pull it out and do uh, post highlights Excuse on me. YouTube. Well, uh, after whip it out. I'm just gonna say I was getting a lot of flack in the beginning part of the program on Friday for busting out my 1800 coconut, and by Friday night around 6:15, everyone's feeling. Like, and by the <laughs> way, I got to rip Ryan Rossi. He bailed right yeah. in the middle of the whole he thing. He Irish goodbyed. I mean, he just disappeared. disappeared. I did. Just right up the steps and out. Yeah. What was, was that, out. man? I Irish goodbyed, man. It was getting a little rowdy, and I said, <laughs> I can't handle it. I can't keep I up, I can't man. be a party to Listen, this. Listen, I can't be a part of this. You can let me chaperone him instead. He's got it. I've got a career to worry yeah, about. Come on. I mean, some what people are responsible. Come on, man. It's not that busy, It's not that busy. We are just getting started. Joe Carter. From Kansas City, join us next. We'll talk baseball. We'll ask him about what he would do right now. We know what he did back-to-back years in 92 and 93, Harry, Mm. with your Toronto Blue Jays, a team without a home. Joe Carter and then Carl Ravitch from ESPN on what's going on with baseball and should they shut it all down, depending on which sports media hack you listen to. We should shut everything down again, Harry. Let's just shut everything down. Please don't go out. I don't want to go. I don't want to sit in a press box ever again. Yeah, as Harry. long as I can golf, you can shut down whatever you want to Damn shut down. Damn right, man. We're coming right back with Joe Carter. Stick around. Strapper line calls, your phone calls. It's all ahead. Tony Bruno, Harry Mays, Sirius XM 211, and of course on Sports Map Radio, yo. The Tony Bruno Show. 
So we found out that white bros in the bubble are doing the beer shotgunning. J.J. Reddick and some guy named... Uh, Myers Leonard. Myers Leonard. I yeah. thought that was an electronic store in Indiana. <laughs> Go to Myers Leonard today and get yourself a brand new 75-inch plasma. 50% off on VCRs. <laughs> Harry, it's it. Myers Leonard. His prices are insane. Catch new episodes of The Tony Bruno Show with Harry Mays. Weekday afternoon starting at 3 Eastern on Dan Patrick Radio Channel 211 and the Sirius XM app. When life is in chaos, your home is your safe haven. It's your most important asset. But do you own it? Don't be so sure. Imagine getting evicted for non-payment of a loan you never took out. It happened to Deborah, and it's happening everywhere. It's called home title theft. And the FBI calls it one of the fastest growing crimes. It's why I urge you to get home title lock. Your home's legal title is kept online, and thieves know it. They'll forge your signature on your home's title, and that's it. They legally own your home. Then they can take out loans on your home. Your bank doesn't cover you, and neither does your insurance. The only way I know of to avoid this nightmare and possible eviction is with home title lock. Go to HomeTitleLock.com and register your address to see if you're already a victim. And use code SAVE for 30 free days of protection to help you through this crisis. Go to HomeTitleLock.com. HomeTitleLock.com. There are those who stand forever ready. Ready to defend the nation ready to fight for what matters no matter what do you have what it takes find out at goarmy.com slash warriors we've got tony bruno show gear yo check out the tony bruno show.com shop for all your beautiful and i have pissed off t-shirts and don't forget the popular if we're gonna die let us die drunk at least plus new t-shirts and other paraphernalia being added daily. Go to TonyBrunoShow.com slash shop to purchase and for more information. This is about more than work. It's about growing a community. Every day, across the country, the highly skilled, highly trained members of the IBEW are committed to doing the job right, doing the job safe, and doing the job on time. Because while we might be experts in our field, <laughs> we're also your friends and neighbors. IBEW, the power professionals in your neighborhood. I can't get my computer to work. Let me help you with that. How'd you do that? I just got techie with geeks on site. Our geeks literally come on site. No need to stop what you're doing or block off time. We come to your home, office, or wherever you are. And we don't just fix whatever computer issues you might be having. We explain and teach you along the way so you can feel empowered and then help others at home or in your office. Better yet, don't have time for tech support to come to you? Let us remote into your desktop or laptop, and one of our geeks will instantly walk you through. We offer affordable prices on our remote services and IT support. You and those in your office will never have to wait hours to have your technical questions answered. Get your free computer diagnosis today with your very own geek. Get started now and we'll help you instantly. Call 877-518-3283. 877-518-3283. That's 877-518-3283. 
Are you listening to the Tony Bruno and Harry May Show Monday through Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern? You can catch it right here on Dan Patrick Radio, Sirius XM 211, and on the Sirius XM app. Welcome back to the Tony Bruno Show with Harry Mays on Sirius XM 211. Well, it's a Monday, and the world is still going crazy, Harry Mays. Here we are sitting. It's hot and humid. I think it's been in the 90s every day since March. <laughs> it's just unbelievable. It's been hot this and is... humid. But ladies and gentlemen, just when you thought it was safe to come back and play baseball, we have shutdowns of two. We here in Philadelphia, the Marlins and Phillies have both been shut down. Marlins are supposed to go home and play Baltimore. They're locked down here in Philly. The Phillies are supposed to play the Yankees here tonight. That game has been canceled. But a man who never takes a day off, and he still looks like he could play and probably could pitch because he was a he, guy did it all, Harry. Back in the day in Wichita State, Cubs, and, of course, the Blue Jays. Back-to-back World Series, but the most painful one for Phillies fans, as you well remember, oh, Harry. Yeah. 1993 Sky Dome, and he's still wearing today on our Zoom. <laughs> he still has a brand-new, out-of-the-box with the tag still on, Toronto Blue Jays championship hat. It's got what? the tag on it? I know. Did you just buy that, or have you saved that since 93, Joe? No. My wife, you know what, um, Tony, she has all of the ticket stubs from both World Series, and they were never torn. So she talked her way into getting into all the games without them tearing her tickets. So she has everything. So I kind of went in the top of my closet and uh, pulled this out. She doesn't know I have it, so uh, I'm, I'm trying to hide from her right now. So. And that brim <laughs> is still pretty you, flat, Tony, too. Just, yeah, you yeah, wearing that for me, yeah. Joe? I like that. I, listen, you know me. I mean, we worked together when I was at ESPN. You retired, and, of course, you were doing the Cubs game. So we got to meet Mark Grace after he retired and you and ESPN. A lot of fun. It's always great talking to you. And I always think I've been trying to get a hold of you. We were talking before you came on. So you're one of those guys who have a Twitter account, but you're never on there because you went to Instagram, right? Well, I, you know, I did Twitter for a very long time, and then I got a few direct messages and – you know, I, I kind of go back and forth, but uh, I'm not really a big social media. You know, I do it mainly uh, for my golf tournaments or if there's an advertisement I'll do. But, you know, Facebook, never done Facebook ever. Good call. <laughs> so, good call. So I've stayed away from that. But uh, Twitter has been very good to me, and so is Instagram. So I apologize for not getting back with you sooner, but I had to make you wait, Tony. So Absolutely. You know, I so, you know, all my credentials, all my publicists, they finally got to me, you know, all one of them. <laughs> now, people don't know this. Harry May is my partner here, the whole gang in the studio, that you grew up in the Kansas City area, right outside of Kansas City. So, obviously, you're a Chiefs fan. You went to Wichita State. And, of course, you play for the Cubs. But then the story that I love the most is that after you won the 92 World Series against the Braves, you were a free agent and had a choice. And back then... Uh, Ewing Kaufman, who was the owner of the Kansas City Royals, had a lot of money, and he was throwing money at everybody, and you had to make a decision, do I stay home because you were living there uh, since 86 with your wife and family, or do I go back to Toronto and play one more year? And tell everybody how you made that decision. Well, uh, Tony, first of all, I grew up in Oklahoma City, but but living here in Kansas City, uh, uh, Leewood, Kansas, since 1986, you are correct on that. And that's where your uh, wife's from, right? She's from there. Yeah, yeah she's, okay. from, she's from Kansas City, Kansas. 
And so we've made our home here since 1986, and it's a great place, home, of course, of uh, the Super Bowl champs, Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill. Uh, done a good job, so they brought it home for us. But after the 92 World Series, uh, I was a free agent, and there were only two teams that I was interested in playing for. I wasn't going to get in a get in a bidding war and try to bring in, say, I want to play for Boston, New York, the Dodgers, so they could up the ante of the price. I said it was two teams, Kansas City or go back to Toronto. And, you know, Ewing Kaufman uh, made me a tremendous offer. In fact, it was a better offer than what I received from the Blue Jays because it was more guaranteed money up front. Uh, and so when I had the talk with, uh, with, with, with Mr. Kaufman and my agent the day before, he says, where are we at? I said, look, you're in the ballpark. It's between you and Toronto. I said, as soon as I get confirmation from the Lord, then I prayed about it. He's going to show me, and that's where I'm going to end up, and not until. And after they, after uh, Kansas City made the huge offer to me, that night I went to bed. And I had a dream that night. And in the dream, I was dribbling a basketball. And I was walking to the, I was walking to the ballpark with my good friend Devon White. And I'm dribbling the basketball because I love basketball. You know that, Tony. And so the place is dark. And when I get to the ballpark, the lights come on and it says, welcome to the Sky Dome. And that morning when I woke up, I looked in my backyard and there are Blue Jays all in my backyard. And I called my agent and I said, <laughs> we're going to Toronto. That was it. That was how I made my decision. You believe that? Wow. Is that an unbelievable story? I, and the Philly fans regret that that day forever and ever and ever. I have a nest of Blue Jays right off my back really? porch. Yeah, I see them every day. You'll have to go to Buffalo, though, because the Blue Jays That's can't right. even go back to Toronto. <laughs> they can't even get to Canada. <laughs> the great Joe, Joe Carter. Now, Joe, first of all, you know what's going on now. Baseball restarted the 60 games, and then you saw what happened this weekend here in Philly. The Miami yes. Marlins found out that they a lot of their guys weren't feeling well. I mean, they, they weren't sick, that they tested positive, but they're not allowed to tell anybody who tests positive. Yet they, they met in the clubhouse before the game and then decided, yeah, we feel all right, let's go out and play. And then they put an 11 spot up on the Phillies, and then the whole world crashes because uh, they, everybody finds out that they had 14 people in the entire traveling party who have tested positive for COVID. What's your reaction to all this? Wow, Tony, I, I mean, this is uh, th this whole pandemic has just been uh, unbelievable uh, what it has done to the country, to the world, um, you know, since everything was shut down on March the 15th. Uh, to me, it, it almost seems like Groundhog Day or, or spring training because every day is the same. And so, you know, me and my wife here, we're empty nesters. And so it was like, what day is this? I don't know what day it is because it's the same day. And you had the restart of baseball. And in the back of your mind, you knew that something like this was going to happen, but we didn't know how far it would get or how soon it would spread. But we didn't even get two, day, two games into the season before this happened now. And I think it's just a, a, an aberration of things to come because, you know, there's no way to avoid this. They've done it without fans. But with the players, when you travel, when you go to hotels, you know, you can't stay all stay in the same room. You know, I did that with the with, with my family, 11 kids in the family. We all stayed in the same room. So we quarantined ourselves. 
So the only way you're going to be able to control it is if you put everybody in the same room, uh, one big suite, and just keep them there, and they can't go anywhere during, during uh, the time they're not at the ballpark. That's the only way. But other than this, I think it's going to continue to spread. Well, where do you think they go from here, Joe? Let's just say that uh, they they have a couple of more cases maybe on, on the uh, Marlins. Maybe the Phillies end up getting a couple of cases here or there. But is this something like that they can uh, – that they can play with? Because I think it's just a reality that we're going to have to find ways to just deal with this and still go on about, you know, daily life. You know what? You're, at, um, you're, you're right because it's something that we're going to have to deal with. Uh, until we have the uh, vaccination, uh, this thing is not going away. And I think that as, as, a, as a ball player, as a person, we have to be committed to doing our job and that's when we're out in public to wear our mask. I wear my mask everywhere I go. I even, when I play golf, I even have my mask on. I'm the only one on the golf course with a mask on. So, you know, I'm doing that because, not because I have it, but I want to protect others and, and show the respect. And that's what is going to have to happen. But it's something that, you know, a lot of the guys are asymptomatic. Uh, so they feel great. They can go out there and play, but it's a matter of passing it on. And when they're young and healthy, then a lot of those guys can recover from that, and so they feel invincible. But it's not the players we're kind of worried about. It's more of when they go home, you know, their kids, their fathers, their mothers who are older who may have symptoms that we don't know about that could be detrimental to them. So that is the part why you see a few players opting out uh, because of those conditions. But I think – if, I don't know what Major League Baseball is going to do, if they're going to try to shut it down. Uh, you know, it's, it's up in the air because I know a lot of, a lot of uh, the football, basketball, they're watching to see what MLB will do with this because, you know, football is beginning to open back up and so is uh, basketball. So they may have the same uh, conundrum as far as what they need to do. So baseball is on – they're on the on – the, on the on – the, on the, on the, um, they're, they, they're, they're up right now to see how they're going to handle it. Joe Carter, in the Canadian Hall of Fame, but not in the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame in this country, Harry. Did you know that? I did not know that. Now, Joe, you were like Larry Bowie. You were the first year of eligibility. You didn't get enough votes to stay on the ballot, so you've been waiting for the Veterans Committee. Do you think you'll ever get back in there? you think you'll ever get into the Baseball Hall of Fame? Well, Tony, I had, I had a shot uh, two years ago uh, when the Veterans Committee came up uh, – they put in uh, uh, Lee Smith, and uh, Harold Baines got in. But uh, I, I've always said that Lee Smith never should have been on that Veterans Committee ballot. He should have been in the Hall of Fame right from get-go. Absolutely. Because when he retired, he was the, uh, the league leader in saves, the career league leader in saves. Uh, seeing my good buddy Harold Baines get in was a plus. And so, so now what I like about those committees, because they're made up of people who played the game, people who know the game. And it's not just all about numbers. Um, you know, they talk about a 10-year dominance. And if you look at my statistics, uh, as far as offensively, in those 10 years, I was either one, two, or three in all the offensive categories uh, and games played, playing every day. So, you know, there still is a slight chance. Um, but if I don't get in, it's not because I don't feel I deserve to. Uh, but I know that my peers who I played against, they know what type of player I was. My teammates know what type of player I was. And uh, to me, that's satisfaction enough. 
And you talk about golf, the great Joe Carter. You know, he has a golf tournament every year, Harry. So Harry has yet to ask you if you can get he can get you on your your track out there in the Kansas City area. <laughs> Harry, come on out. We got we got a great course out here in my backyard uh, called Hallbrook, the Tom Fazio course from the first ones he built. There you go. Uh, and when he built it, it was a 151 slope rating. Wow. It was one of one of the toughest ones that he ever built, and he came back and. He felt sorry for us, so he redid it, <laughs> took out some of the undulation, <laughs> and the now greens. the back tees is only 143. Oh, wow. <laughs> that's still to... that's still incredible. <laughs> wow. now, we have a tradition here, Joe Carter, on the show, because Harry's our resident guy. I haven't played golf in five years. I stink. I go out every once in a while on the charity thing, but I don't even do that anymore. But every time we have a guest and, they, and he knows that they must live because you have, a ch- you have a charity tournament every year and you get all the big-time stars that go, he wants to know what the track is. And now his eyes are perked up because you mentioned a great one. We should go out and do the show from there Absolutely. during his, uh, his event. Exactly. Now, did you do your uh, charity golf tournament this year? No, unfortunately, we did not because it's in Canada, and they're not allowing anyone in oh, Canada. Okay. Uh, it was going to be on June 17th. Uh, we had to postpone it, and hopefully it was trying to get it in the middle of August, but that's still not going to be a go, so we're just uh, postponing it, canceling it until next year. Uh, but I've done it for 10 years now. Uh, Mitch has been up a couple of years. Mm-hmm. And, Tony, I, I'll tell you a great story about Mitch because there's always great stories about Mitch. Okay. So I talked to him. We do a car show together, and so he says he wants to play in my tournament. So I'm like, okay, hey, I'll get you to my tournament. Fine. And so it's the first time he's been back to Toronto. And he lands at the airport. Limousine picks him up. <laughs> and brings him to the tournament, but it's a practice round. And so he gets out of the limousine, and the first person he sees is my son, Jordan, who looks exactly like his dad, okay? (laughs) And so the next person he sees is my younger brother, Fred, who looks exactly like me. We are splitting image. And Mitch goes, damn, he said, Everybody in Toronto looks like Joe Carter. <laughs> <laughs> that so, is great. <laughs> that was his initiation into uh, coming to my tournament. We've had a great time. We've raised, you know, over uh, $6 million for the Children's Aid Foundation. I've got a lot of celebrities that come back every year. Dr. J, you know, and I, I frequent his tournament a lot. And I tell you what, that course they have up there, Aronimic. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, I've oh, played yeah. it a few times. <laughs> oh, the Ace Club, also great courses yep. there. Great. You course. got Harry's really excited. He says, screw baseball. Let's talk golf <laughs> yeah, exactly. here. Let's talk golf. Exactly. Golf yes. will survive the coronavirus, <laughs> Tony. Now, what's the, what course do you use up in Toronto? Toronto is called Eagle's Nest. Mm. Uh, and it is a public course. It's one of the top ones in all of Canada. It is tough. Uh, Sterling Sharp who I had to beg to come to my tournament. I say, look, Sterling, if I just get you there one time, you will, you won't want to miss it ever again. And he got there. He said, and Sterling's a great golfer. And Sterling goes, he goes, Joe, this is a great tournament. He said, this is a great track. And, you know, we have a skins tournament. Uh, the first, the first year we had the skins tournament, uh, it was 18, 18 players. And we played with three, with uh, threesomes. And so we had a celebrity pot and everything, and they were kind of mad at me because I ended up, I shot one under. Uh, <laughs> poor, 
for the skins tournament with two double bogeys. Wow. And uh, I kind of walked kind of walked away with all the skins. So <laughs> after that, I realized that I had to share the wealth and not beat up on everybody. So, you know, I let the, I let the other guys win some skins now. Does Joe play in that American Century tournament? No, you don't go out there to Tahoe. To, to Tahoe. I've never seen you out there, Joe. No, no, no. I've been. I was out there for ten years in a row. Uh, I I have not been out there the last two years. I'm not out there this year and last year. 2018 was my last year. Uh, you know, they they make the rounds. Uh, you know, guys get a chance to go out there and play, and I had a great time out there. Uh, unfortunately, I never got too much TV time. I. I don't know. I never got the the good TV slots. Yeah, I mean, and you're a uh, scratch I, golfer, right? I mean, what you're, you're, you got to be you got to be scratch, aren't you, or close to it? Well, yeah. Every time I itch, you know. But no, at the time I was a uh, one and two handicap. I'm now a five handicap because uh, I want to get my handicap up because I'm tired of giving all these guys strokes at my at my club. They're killing me. <laughs> Uh, but I, I'm always been a single digit, and I think the highest I finished at uh, Tahoe was, I believe, 18th, 17th or 18th. Now I did play this past January in the Diamond Resorts with the LPGA women, and uh, I think John Smoltz won that. I think he had 120 some points. I ended up with 100, I believe, it was 107, 105 points. So you know, I was in the thick of it, but uh, golf is, I love it. It's a great game. I've never had a bad day on the golf course, and I could go out there, play 36, and then go hit balls for two hours. Mm. Uh, it's, it's just that great a game. The great Joe Carter, man. You're speaking Harry's language oh, yeah. right here right now, man. <laughs> I, I can, I love I can it. see Harry perking up. I'll yeah, tell you. Like, man. Hey, let's go. Well, see, I, I got my loud mouth bag right there, man. My loud bag has got the American flag, flag it down. Like, I'm ready to go out. I do have my bag sitting right here, Joe. Can you see it? I even have my Tommy Armour persimmon driver still in there <laughs> Tony, it, it it doesn't do you any good there you got to go out and play it you got to get the the callaways the mavericks you gotta you know mm-hmm. use everything oh no we it's you know my tournament we have a great time we have about 80 sponsors wow. uh and the guys that come out we we have a lot of the uh the women's uh troy mullins the the long drive champion mm-hmm. uh she's played the last couple of years i mean Jerome Bettis, I mean, Dr. J, it, it's Jim McMahon. It's something that, you know, I said, if I want to have a tournament, I want to put it on. I want it to be the best one there is. And the guys love coming to the Joe Carter Classic. So we hate we missed it this year. We had our newest guy we had coming this year was Travis Kelsey. And with the virus, we couldn't we couldn't have it. So uh, hopefully we'll get him next year as and hopefully it'll be the two-time defending champion, Tennessee Chiefs. All right, Joe, i got to get a couple more quick ones in baseball here. Toronto doesn't have a home this year. They're going to play in Buffalo. I don't know if you've been up to that Bison Stadium. And they're obviously getting the lights and everything ready for it, and they're going to play August mm-hmm. 11th there. How hard is that going to be? Because the Expos did it, what, back in the 91, I believe? They had to play on the road when they had a problem in their building and the beam fell down. How hard is it going to be if they continue to play for the Blue Jays to do what they're going to have to do? Well, it's, you know, I'm glad that they are getting a chance to play in Buffalo. Uh, so at least you have some similarity of a home field. I think it would have been detrimental had they had to play all of their games on the road. That would not, not have been fair to them because, you know, they're living out of a suitcase every single day. Uh, in Buffalo, you know, a lot of Toronto Blue Jay fans there. Uh, with our AAA team being there, which is great. 
Uh, and now for the first time in a lot of years, you have three teams in New York, uh, you know, playing professional baseball. So I think this, the right decision was made. Uh, I think that uh, guys like Vladimir Guerrero, because he has been so familiar with uh, playing there in Buffalo, I think it's going to be an advantage for those guys who have spent time there in AAA and with a young ball club that they have, I mean, they have the chance to go out there and, and, and really play well and do some damage in this shortened 60 game season. If the season continues, that's what we need to look forward to. But, but being in Buffalo, you know, I, I think it's great for the blue Jays that they have a chance to play there. Yeah. What does it say about our Phillies here, Joe, that they lost two out of three to the Marlins with, which had uh, one third of the roster had COVID-19. <laughs> Well, you know, I, I tell you what, right now it's it's any given any given Sunday, anybody can be get beat. And when you have the urgency, you don't have the luxury of saying, hey, it's the first, it's opening day, you know, get off to a slow start. You go, you know, 10 and 15 your first month. You say, that's all right. It's only April. No, I mean, this this is this is July. This is August. Every game counts. And it makes a difference. Uh, but, you know, they're in Philadelphia. Uh, you know, Bryce, with, you know, I see he had a long home run the other day. Uh, I mean, it's a veteran ball club. Uh, you've got, you've got a guys that, you know, they need to get out to quick starts. But this is all something that everyone's not used to, starting a season when it's hot when, mm-hmm. in July and August. And it's been hot everywhere across the country yeah but the but the hitters love this because the hitters are smacking the ball all over the place it's the pitching normally the pitching is ahead of the hitters now the hitters because they're starting in the heat are ahead of the pitchers right well yeah because um well i take that back because we saw a lot of one nothing two nothing ball games the first the first day the first day of the season the pitchers had the advantage the the hitters, I think we as hitters, we get more used to the the atmosphere as far as uh, the crowd noise. So it takes some adjustments. As a pitcher, you try to go out there, you try to be calm, cool, calm, and collective, and keep your emotions in. And so I think not having any fans has been great for pitchers and not so well for hitters because we thrive on that emotion. We need that adrenaline, that adrenaline to be pumped up. And usually the pitchers, you know, the first few games, they're going to be ahead of the hitters. You know, it happened, I think, the first couple of games. But after that, you know, guys, (laughs) the bats are getting loose and they're swinging the bats. They're seeing what this strike zone is. And, you know, when you have a bad strike zone, you got to be like me. You say, look, if umpire has a bad strike zone, I know I'm going to swing at least three pitches so I can get my own self out. You know, if there's a bad strike zone, but one of those balls I'm going to put in play somewhere. Like a 2-2 slider in 1993 in the <laughs> bottom of the ninth inning at the Sky Dome against Mitch Williams? Well, I, I thought it was a slider, but it was a cut fastball, <laughs> so it had slider action on it uh, down and in. But here's the thing. I'm a low ball hitter. The reason why I'm a low ball hitter because of my golf swing because, because of golf. Same semantics. You know, golf, you're keeping your head down, hands through the ball, head behind ball. And that's all that I did. All I did was hit a pitching wedge that was down and in. I just hit it down the line. 
Kept it fair. 135 yards. That's all I needed right there. Right, Harry? Yep. Had a little. <laughs> he knows the yardage. Had a little draw on it. Yeah, he yeah. didn't say feet. 135 <laughs> exactly yards right. into the corner in left field. And yep. people in Philly hate you, but I know I love you, Joe. You're one of my favorite people of all time, and I'm so happy to work with you and talk to you a lot. And you did a great job as a broadcaster, too, and with the Cubs for many, many years. So why did you give up broadcasting in the last question? Why did I give up broadcasting? Well, I did the, uh, the two years with ESPN, 98-99, and then I went to Toronto, uh, did that there for two years, and then I did uh, the Cubs games on WGN. Um, I had a two-year deal, and then I, I had replaced Steve Stone, who was ill at the time. But then he recovered and came back. That was basically his job. So myself and Dave Otto were just filling in. And, you know, one thing that I learned at an early age, Bobby Bonds taught me something that I never forgot. He said, Joe, always be in a position to say no. And so what that meant was if you take care of your body, if you take care of your money, and if you don't want to do something later on after you retire, you don't have to do it because you're in a crunch for money. So I was able to do that and take care of myself. And when uh, Steve Stone came back, it was 2002. I came back home. My son, my, my son Jordan, was uh, just at, at an age. He was 13 and, and really involved in baseball. So I took the time to stay with my family, to coach, and to work on my handicap. And so that's all I did was coach basketball, <laughs> coach baseball, and play golf. The great Joe Carter. Yeah, did you ever get that ball back, though? That's the question everybody wonders about, the home run ball in Sky Dome. Yeah. You're, a home, you're in the home field, so obviously the home fan's going to give it to you, and you hooked them up probably with a bat and another ball. Well, well Tony, what you have to do, you have to realize when you're going to hit a home run like that, that majestic of, of a home run, <laughs> you, have to make sure, you have to make sure you don't hit it into the stands. And so, and so what I did, you know, like I said, I knew the back wall was 135 yards. I hit a low line drive. It hits the back wall and it bounces back to our bullpen catcher, John Sullivan. And so John Sullivan, after all the hoopla, I go do all my interviews and I walk into the clubhouse, like maybe 45 minutes after a game. And the first person I see is John. He goes, Hey, I think I got something you may want. And hmm. it was the baseball. So he gave me that baseball and a funny story at, as soon as the game was over with the hall of fame guy comes running to Sullivan and says, where's the ball at? Where's the ball at? Cause he wants it. <laughs> and, and Sullivan, Sullivan goes, I don't know where the ball's at. I, I don't know. I don't know what happened to it, but he had it all along because he was going to give it to me. So yes, wow. I have the baseball. It's in a very safe place. Um, and it'll be a part of the Carter household for a very long time. Uh, this is Robin here. We might need to uh, – it's probably your wife has it in a safe place, right, with all the other stuff that she put away. Let's, let's clarify this. Hey, Joe. I can't give away too many secrets. <laughs> Joe, it's so great to catch up with you, man. I love talking baseball, and I really appreciate the time. Thanks for popping in, man. Great to see you again. All right, Tony. Hey, we get to Philadelphia, Tony, Harry. Hey, let's go play some golf. Absolutely. Harry's got, a, he's got places to hook yeah, you up. Yeah. I don't have any connections here, Joe. I only live here. Harry's the golf <laughs> guy here. <laughs> let's Joe, do it. Sounds good. I'll, great to I'll talk. take you up on that. All right, beautiful. Joe Carter, ladies and gentlemen. Let's give him a yeah. long round of applause. Love to play golf with him. Absolutely. How many shots would he have to give you, though? Hey. Oh, he's, uh, he's he says he's a five. Below a five. <laughs> he's going to be taking 
A lot of shots. We're coming right back. Much more still ahead. Baseball chatter. Carl Ravitch next hour from ESPN, Harry. And then we'll talk some football later with Matt Miller. Training camps are scheduled to open this yeah. week. Are NFL players now concerned? Because they're not in a bubble either, just like baseball players. I saw Carson Wentz walking into the Eagles facility today. Was that John Clark with him? I think so. Did he have a camera? Well, he was about 30 feet away. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Not six feet? No, he What's was. What's the matter with John? He's losing a step. <laughs> We're coming right back. Stick around. The Tony Bruno Show. Our good friend Adam Schefter, zooming with us, Harry. Adam, now what about the first couple of games of the regular season? I mean, with no preseason games, they're not even allowed to scrimmage with other teams. How ugly will the first couple of games of the regular season become? (laughs) I think the brand of football that you're used to seeing will be a notch below what we've seen in other years. I think it usually opens the season that way, but what are you going to do? We all love the sport so much that it's hard to believe me, it's okay. But I think this year it could be the product even more diminished than it's been in pre previous opening years. But again, what I would say to that is that's the time we're living in. And as long as we have the games, they can play whatever diminished product they want. I don't really care. Listen, I just hope we have football for the season. You know, we'll be happy to see a diversion, a form of entertainment on Sundays and Mondays and Thursdays. And by the way, if there's no college football, who knows? Maybe Fridays and Saturdays too. Catch new episodes of The Tony Bruno Show with Harry Mays. Weekday afternoon starting at 3 Eastern on Dan Patrick Radio Channel 211 and the Sirius XM app. I can't get my computer to work. Let me help you with that. How'd you do that? I just got techie with geeks on site. Our geeks literally come on site. No need to stop what you're doing or block off time. We come to your home, office, or wherever you are. And we don't just fix whatever computer issues you might be having. We explain and teach you along the way so you can feel empowered and then help others at home or in your office. Better yet, don't have time for tech support to come to you? Let us remote into your desktop or laptop, and one of our geeks will instantly walk you through. We offer affordable prices on our remote services and IT support. You and those in your office will never have to wait hours to have your technical questions answered. Get your free computer diagnosis today with your very own geek. Get started now and we'll help you instantly. Call 877-518-3283. 877-518-3283. That's 877-518-3283. Heard it work? Go right now to InjuredWorkers.com. When you're injured on the job, your family is injured as well. Turn to a firm of legal attorneys that can help, that care, and that you can count on. Go to InjuredWorkers.com from Malamut and Associates. Nobody plans to get injured. When it happens, you need InjuredWorkers.com. Get the help you need from InjuredWorkers.com. Go to InjuredWorkers.com right now. We've got Tony Bruno Show gear, yo. Check out the TonyBrunoShow.com shop for all your beautiful and I am pissed off t-shirts. And don't forget the popular, if we're going to die, let us die drunk at least, plus new t-shirts and other paraphernalia being added daily. Go to TonyBrunoShow.com slash shop to purchase and for more information. When life is in chaos, your home is your safe haven. It's your most important asset. But do you own it? Don't be so sure. Imagine getting evicted for non-payment of a loan you never took out. It happened to Deborah, and it's happening everywhere. It's called home title theft, and the FBI calls it one of the fastest growing crimes. It's why I urge you to get home title lock. 
Your home's legal title is kept online, and thieves know it. They'll forge your signature on your home's title, and that's it. They legally own your home. Then they can take out loans on your home. Your bank doesn't cover you, and neither does your insurance. The only way I know of to avoid this nightmare and possible eviction is with Home Title Lock. Go to HomeTitleLock.com and register your address to see if you're already a victim. And use code SAVE for 30 free days of protection to help you through this crisis. Go to HomeTitleLock.com. HomeTitleLock.com. Listen to The Tony Bruno Show with Harry Mays. Weekdays from 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern on Dan Patrick Radio Channel 211. And with the SiriusXM app. The Tony Bruno Show with Harry Mays on Sirius XM 211. Back here uh, in the epicenter of all things that are bad in America. Well, the Phillies, I mean, one and two against ice. I tried to tell people last week, as good as that Phillies lineup is, the pitching is terrible. Everybody was putting this team in as the National League East champs, Harry. Well, I mean, they, they didn't score runs for NOLA. And uh, and yesterday they score six runs. Six runs should be enough to win the ball game. Well, they're up four nothing. Yeah. And you got a team you're ready to crush, and then Vince Velasquez goes out there, gets gives up a home run, and then decides not on his own to plunk a guy who's been owning him. And then the floodgates open, mm-hmm. and then every relief pitcher they put in there couldn't do oh. anything. I mean, it was embarrassing. And if you think you're going to win a division, when you have With Cole Irvin, guys like that, no way. No, these guys are not. These guys are not ready for this situation. And Velasquez, let's be honest, the guy's got great stuff, but he's not a starting pitcher. He's a guy that can go in there and give you one inning late in the ball game because he can focus for one inning. <laughs> but long term, when you're a starter, but you know the bottom line is, hopefully they'll be able to continue playing. I'm not going to sit here and say the season's over. We don't know how to do this. I'll leave that up to all the woke sports writers out there who play God and determine that they shouldn't be playing Well, they sports. canceled the season at 9 a.m. today. Yeah, absolutely. It was already canceled before our conference call this exactly. morning. But I kind of look at the reactions similar to when the outbreaks with the caddies and some of the players yeah. on the PGA Tour. Oh, golf, they've got to shut it down. Right. There was a lot of, you know, hand-wringing and people were freaking out. And then you know, they sort of just settled down and they realized, you know, hey, we've got this sort of contained. We've mm-hmm. got some cases, but we're going to we're gonna exist and it's going to coexist with us and we're going to move forward. Here. And hopefully that's what happens here. And here's the bottom line. We're talking about professional athletes who have the best testing, the best care every single day when they go to work. They can get tested. Meanwhile, Joe Schmo out there who feels sick, he has to wait and try to get a test. So, again, I'm not feeling sorry for athletes. I don't want anybody to die, but people are getting COVID. And guess what? The players are responsible for this. They're going from city to city. And if they want to go out at night when they're in another town, who's going to stop them? Who's going to stop yeah. them? They're not locked in their hotel rooms. And so if the players aren't responsible enough, if they go out to wear a mask and to do all the things that Joe Blow, who runs a small business and can't open because governors are telling them that they can't open their business and have 10 people in a bar because they're all going to die, yet there's thousands of people on the streets every weekend protesting everything. So you can't have it always. And I'm not a doctor. I'm not pretending to be. And I'm not telling people what to do. I wear my mask. You wear your mask. But guess what, Harry? The baseball players are the irresponsible ones here. Hmm. The baseball players get tested. Yes. And so how do they get COVID? 
I don't know. How they might they have brought it? it with them. They but might I have think, had it in Florida. I know. And I'm not it saying here. they got it here. I'm yeah. saying how did they get it? Yeah. They were in Atlanta before they right. came to Philadelphia. Maybe they went to Magic City for some wings. The Maybe bigger outrage, did. though, is that the fact that management said, "Hey, you guys still want to play?" Yeah. Yeah. The that, manager and the pitching well, coach that's are sitting. Yeah. Bigger yeah. outrage. But, but that's that's with Major League Baseball that there's no protocol exactly. in their rules. That exactly. Say, hey, if you have X amount, if you have two players or more that test. I'm just picking a number here. Yeah. That test positive for the virus. That team, your team, cannot yeah. play that day. Yeah. You know, because then you got to figure out how ba- how how much is, has this spread. We need to cool it. They didn't do that. No. And then the so other, now they might have infected the Phillies. And then the funnier story is not that it's funny that the Phillies all had to get tested today and they had to send the results to Rutgers. <laughs> Are you serious right now? How the hell did Rudy Gobert and the other dude get tested? And then everybody in that gym that night in Salt Lake City, remember, there's two basketball teams. Mm-hmm. That's when the first sporting event, right. that's when we first heard of it in the, in the sporting world. That was right. Oklahoma City. In Oklahoma yeah, City. Yeah, it was, Oklahoma was, City. It was the Utah was Jazz playing in Oklahoma, in Oklahoma City. City yeah. right. And Oklahoma City somehow inside the building had enough tests for everybody on both teams and everybody in the building who was with the team and with the media and everybody else in the building. You know why? Why? Because the NBA has ties to China. 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 That's a good question, Eric. Not like the WNBA. Are they playing? It doesn't look like WNBA. <laughs> They, they have they a still, bubble, too. They still they, going on? They have yeah. a bubble in, uh, yeah, in Sarasota, Florida. Exactly. IMG Academy. IMG Academy, yeah. And apparently ESPN made a mistake over the weekend in a tweet that was retweeted everywhere as fact. You saw the video. Well, about the anthem? Yeah, it was the, it was two teams, the Liberty. Mm-hmm. And who were they playing? It was no, the no, WNBA. It doesn't tell you. Two teams. I think it was Seattle. I think it was Seattle against the New York Liberty. Not the Kraken. No. no, no, and no. not the Liberty, 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 Bibberty, Liberty, Bibberty, Liberty, Bibberty, or the Lemu Emu. <laughs> they were not in the building, and so they showed the video of the women on the WNBA teams both walking off the floor. And ESPN accidentally or, or incorrectly tweeted out that they walked off during the national anthem, and that's not the case. They had to correct it, right? Right. Twelve hours later, they corrected. So what it. was the story? They did. They did leave the floor. They left the floor, but it wasn't when the national anthem was actually going on. They, weren't they it in was the locker room when scenario. the anthem was going Correct. on? Yeah, so Correct. they weren't even out there. No, yeah. they weren't even out there. They didn't so, walk off during. They were already in the locker room. Exactly. Everybody, everybody wants to go crazy. And, oh, one guy didn't stand. Oh, this guy stood. One guy who did stand, he's got to go to jail in San Francisco. 